Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Lowry Sweeney. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 152 of Switchcraft is brought to you by opseat.com. Head on over to opseat.com slash ref slash run, jump, stomp to directly support the show and get a fantastic gaming chair that can support you. I'm sitting in one right now and it's great. Uh, Again, that's opseat.com slash ref slash run jump stomp switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on tuesdays and thursdays at 3 p.m u.s eastern and on saturdays at whatever time i can get around to it uh if you head on over to twitch.tv slash run jump stomp you are going to run into all kinds of awesome people people like Bravd, Kodiak Moonwolf, Snow Goes Ham, Vaxer, Captain Logan, Aerslia, Electrical Skateboard, Frank the Tank, 620, I Really Should Be Working, I love that name, uh, Kid Curdy, uh, Kimbalina, 66, Link31254, uh, Lord Beasley, Love My Nest, Mikey B. Playing, Pudding, Skeel Krieg, Stormtrooper, 2K421, and T.F. Wagner, who just resubscribed in the middle of all that. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me while I talk about Nintendo. You guys are awesome. Uh, And also, hello, a a little shout out to the Lurkers as well. Um, You guys are great. I appreciate it. Uh, If you are looking for ways to get a hold of me, uh, you can do so by sending me an email, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can send me a message on uh, Twitter. Uh, Dagwood1981 sent me... A message yesterday they they said i wanted to say thank you for all the time that you put into making your podcast they are shorter in length however i find them to be more informative than any other on itunes i wanted i wanted to get your take on maybe bringing two really good transformer games to the switch war for cybertron and fall of cybertron this seems to be the year of ports to switch and i'm really good with that and these two games i think would be excellent to have on the go and online what do you think sorry for the long message but i really wanted to reach out and say thank you please keep it going uh so thank you so much dagwood for sending me that message i really appreciate it um i haven't played either of those games but you know i'm all for more games being on the switch more games that people want to come to the switch because that's one of the things with with the previous incarnations. Like when we look at how the Wii U did, um, the Wii U got a lot of ports, uh, and they were not all that great. And the Wii had the same problem. Like a lot of developers, they looked at the Wii and they said, "You know what? We're going to pass on this." And then Nintendo sold like a buttload of those things. They sold a lot of Wiis, and developers looked at that and they said okay well we're going to start porting stuff over to the wii and because of that um they thought that we were going to buy the games that we already bought 
and nobody was really interested in that. And the reason was is because the gameplay really wasn't going to be any different, except the controls would actually be worse uh, because we had to do with the Wii remote and nunchuck. What's different this time around is that there is something that defines the Switch as very much different from the other consoles while still giving us, for the most part, par controls. Uh, and that is that you can take the games with you when you go somewhere. And I think that that's a really, really important point as to why the, the games on the Switch that people have already bought are doing so well. Uh, like we've heard from uh, developers like uh, Team Meat, who makes uh, Super Meat Boy. They said that uh, the Switch sales were really, really fantastic. When I spoke to... Uh, Oh, gosh. Uh, Chris Borusa. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, sorry about that, Chris. Uh, but when I spoke to him and we were talking about his game, Darkest Dungeon, and I, I asked him, I said, how do you how did the how are the switch numbers compared to what your expectations were? And this is a game that's already extremely popular and on a bunch of other platforms. And he said that the um, the sales figures, of course, he couldn't give me real numbers, but he said the sales figures for the switch version of Darkest Dungeon were way more than they expected. So. A lot of that I attribute to the fact that you can now take the games with you and it gives you a reason to repurchase games that you've already bought before. And I think that that's a really, really important point. So uh, these two Transformers games, by the way, I'm a huge fan of Transformers. Um, even the movies, which everybody hates, uh, I think, well, okay, the first movie, everybody hates the series, but I really liked the first movie. Um, but I really like Transformers. I really do. And... I don't think I ever bothered to to take a look at the Cybertron games because I didn't have a system at the time that I could play them on. So having them would be brand new for me. But even if I had, there, there's plenty of games out there that I already own that I gladly would buy again if they were now on a portable platform that I could play just as easily on my couch as I could uh, in the, you know, in the parking lot at my son's Taekwondo while he's training. Uh, I think it would be fantastic. So I'm all for more games. And thank you very much to Dagwood for reaching out and uh, talking to me. I really appreciate it. Uh, he then followed up. He said, also, I got a heck of a deal on Walmart today. They also had RBI baseball for 15, but these were too good to pass up. He got Puyo Puyo Tetris for $17 and Cave Story for $17, both in the box. So if you have uh, a Walmart nearby, make sure that you pop in and check out the clearance bin because that's where he found those. So thanks again, Dagwood, for reaching out. Uh, other ways that you can get a hold of me besides the email and Twitter, you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And you can, of course, join the uh, Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. And, of course, come by the, the Twitch stream sometime and talk to these awesome people that are watching me right now. You guys are awesome. Anyway, let's uh, jump into the news. I'm a number one. Well, last episode, I told you guys that Nintendo is now allowing us to review games on their site. And almost right after I finished recording, 
they actually took that down. They they took away the ability to record, uh, and it was replace not record but uh, review, and they replaced what what they had before with this message. It said customer reviews have been taken offline as we evaluate this feature and its functionality. We currently have no estimated date on when an update will be provided. We appreciate the positive response and thank the reviewers who provided such thoughtful commentary on games. All right, so why would Nintendo bring it up only to bring it back down? And my guess is that they... Like there's there's things that they can see as the owners of a website that nobody else can see. And my guess is that some website like 4chan or somebody like that decided to like attack Nintendo's reviews and, you know, as a as a prank or something. And I don't know why Nintendo didn't plan for this or, or have this worked out ahead of time, because anytime that you allow people to write something on the internet and hide behind their anonymity, then you are opening up the floodgates for horrible people to be horrible. That's just the way that the internet works. And I know that Nintendo, whenever they, whenever we say anything about Nintendo and online, they are always kind of like, I don't know, like somebody's, I, I, I don't want to be ageist, but this is a way to say it somebody's grandpa bumbling around in the dark can't figure out which button like they're asking where's the any button you know that kind of thing that's how nintendo kind of is when it comes to online and i guess i shouldn't have been surprised that they didn't see something coming now i could be wrong maybe this is not in response to them getting trolled uh but that's just what my gut feeling says my gut feeling says that they were probably getting trolled and then that's why they decided to pull it down now, will they bring it back in the future? I'm sure that they will. I'm sure that they will have something in place to protect from that. But I think what they they what they really need to make sure is that they can get good data without it getting corrupted by jerks being who they are. You know what I mean? Uh, so hopefully they bring it back sooner rather than later, because I think it's really good for customers to be able to say, yes, this is a great game. And no, this is not a great game. And then surface that information in the eShop so that when I grab my switch, I don't want to look for something new to play. I can say, show me five star titles that are between $10.99 and $14.99 or probably $9.99 and $14.99 would be better. Um, Show me those titles in these three genres. And then I can go through and say, all right, these are the ones I'm going to get. That's awesome. But if, you know, jerks are gaming the system, then that's really going to affect how useful it is for the buyers. So I think Nintendo certainly did the responsible thing if this is what happened by taking it down. Well, excuse me, princess. So with the update to Super Mario Odyssey that brought us Luigi's Balloon World, um, there has been some data mining that indicates that we're probably likely to get DLC down the road. And that DLC uh, is uncovered because there's new costumes. Now, I'm not, go I'm not going to talk about what costumes were revealed. If you want to see which costumes were revealed... 
then click on the link in the show notes so that you can see that list. But I'm not going to talk about it on here. I don't know how people feel about the, seeing the costumes as spoilers or not, but I just don't want to spoil something for somebody. And if you want to know, just click on the link and you can see all of the different things. Now, I, I don't think that they have graphics with them. Uh, just like the names. So I'm just scrolling. Through. Yeah, it's just the names and a description. So um, they'll have a hat name and then a hat description that it goes along with it, which is kind of cool. Now, just because we see these doesn't mean that we're definitely going to get them. Uh, that That's not something that you can guarantee just based on something that's been data mined. A lot of times, developers will make something and then they'll scrap it because maybe they didn't have room for it or uh, maybe they changed their mind and wanted to go with something else and then they just forgot and left the old code in. I mean, that's definitely something that's possible. So, you know, take the data mining stuff with a grain of salt. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not true. But I, um, I really am looking forward to getting DLC for Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, Kid Curdy wants to know, where's the link for the show notes? Uh, the way that I do show notes with this new provider means I don't have show notes for everybody else ahead of time, but it means that the show notes will look much better in the actual show when I'm done making it. So I don't have those. Uh, but what I can do is what I should be doing all along in linking that directly to you guys uh, while I'm talking about it because I forgot. So sorry about that. Uh, anyway, I'm curious, um, are you guys excited for the idea of Super Mario DLC? I personally would gladly shell out more money for more worlds. Uh, but if these are outfits that you can find in the old worlds or you can just go to a store and buy with coins, then I'm much less interested in it. Uh, if this doesn't actually come with uh, worlds, then I'm hands off. I'm not interested. So um, on March 28th, Nintendo is shutting down the street pass relay stations in japan so what is a street pass relay station well for those of you that didn't have a 3ds uh street pass was this thing where if you came within a certain like wi-fi distance of another 3ds while you were out and about and you had the wi-fi turned on the 3ds's would exchange information like this person has played this game and um, they would trade puzzle pieces and they would send over little tiny bits of information that then you could use in what are called the street pass games. And you could also use uh, in other games as well sometimes. And it's a really cool feature. Now, if you don't live in Japan, like me, it's not really a useful feature, uh, especially if you live in a rural area like I do. I live in, out in the middle of nowhere. I live in the middle of nowhere, and the only way that I ever got StreetPass stuff is through my wife's 3DS, my son's 3DS, and uh, going to Best Buy, because a local Best Buy, which is still like 15 minutes away, has a StreetPass relay. So what does a StreetPass relay do? It basically collects street passes from anybody that goes by and then relays that to other street pass relays so that 
if you're in an area like me where people are really, really spread out and far away from each other, you can still get those street pass things. And it's kind of cool. You know, I really liked it. Now, the fact that they're shutting it down doesn't mean that street pass will no longer work. But if you're in an area where you don't have a lot of contact with other people who have 3DSs, then the street pass relays were really your only way to actually use those features. And the fact that they're shutting them down, I think that that's a signal that Nintendo is, is uh, happy with what's going on with the Switch. And even though they have said that, oh, the 3DS is going nowhere, we've, we're doing so well, you have to remember the 3DS came out seven years ago. And for a handheld console, seven years is actually a pretty long lifespan. I know that Mr. Kimishima uh, said that they expect that the Switch will have a seven to 10 year lifespan, but that's pretty long. And for Nintendo to finally say, I think that we're done with the 3DS is great. Now, I don't think that they'll ever say it, but what, what happened in the past is what Nintendo did with the Game Boy. When Nintendo first brought out the Nintendo DS, they did exactly the same thing. They said, this is a third pillar of our platform. So we have our home console, we have the Game Boy, and we now have the Nintendo DS. And that is the third pillar. And the Game Boy isn't going anywhere. And then the Nintendo DS took off like crazy because it was a fantastic system. And because it sold so well, Nintendo said, all right, we can now drop the Game Boy. So they didn't just, they never made an announcement. They just stopped supporting it. They just stopped making games for it. And that's basically what's going to happen with the 3DS as well. At least I think so. And I think that this is a good indicator of that. The fact that they're shutting down the Street Pass relays in Japan. Now, I know that there's a lot of people out there who are very, very rabid 3DS fans. And I will tell you this. I'm a huge fan of the 3DS, but since playing the Switch, I can't go back to that terrible screen. Like, when I was playing it before, it, it seemed fine. But the more that I play on the Switch, the less that I want to touch that 240p screen. Because it's really, really bad. All right, so... Um, oh, Stormtrooper 2K421 says, take it to conventions or Disneyland and you'll get lots and lots of street passes. That's awesome. Uh, Scott the Geek says, there is indeed a lot of overlap between Switch and 3DS, but Switch doesn't fully fill the same niche as the 3DS. So there will be problems having the 3DS completely go away. And I'm not even a 3DS owner. You know what, Scott, you make a good point. Uh, the 3DS is very much marketed towards kids. Uh, it's cheaper. Uh, and the having the, uh, I guess, um, how do I want to say this? Um, having the cheaper version uh, right now, if, if they get rid of it, then they don't have something to get the kids into the market. Um, but... What you have to remember is there are already 60 million 3DSs out there. And chances are, if you are somebody who wanted a 3DS, then you're probably somebody who has already bought a 3DS. And because of that, there's not a lot of new customers for the 3DS. This is the same thing that Apple kind of run in, runs into with the iPad. 
The iPad, the iPad's a fantastic device. I use mine every single day. Every single day I use the iPad, both for work and just for browsing the internet at home or for drawing things for the Patreon. Uh, but all I use that all the time and it's a fantastic device, but Apple kind of hit a saturation point where it turns out that the people who wanted a tablet have bought one and the really the only way to sell more tablets is to sell it to those people who already bought them and that's why nintendo does things like um they update the 3ds with different different uh outsides so collectors will buy them or they will make a slight change to the 3ds and now call it the 2ds they take out the 3d which most people really didn't use so while i agree that it fills a niche that Nintendo needs to. I think it's uh, a niche where most people who have bought, who want them, have already picked them up. So I read the, the headline of the next story and I got really, really excited. Uh, the, it, it said the Minecraft team on adding motion aiming to Nintendo switch. And I, I was like really excited for that because I, I think Minecraft is a fantastic game and I, I got it for the switch, but I never play it on the switch. And the reason is, is because I just can't stand the controls. Uh, and it's the, the controls are, I mean, they're like a first person shooter, but I really don't like most first-person shooters without motion controls um, or aim assist. And Minecraft really doesn't, I don't, at least I don't think it has very good aim assist. And when you're playing on a controller, it can be pretty frustrating, I feel like. My son loves it on controller. He absolutely loves it on controller. And for me, I'm just not a fan. But if they added motion controls for aiming... That would change my mind. Like, I would play it a lot more. I absolutely love how uh, motion controls work for aiming in Splatoon 2 or in Breath of the Wild. And I haven't played the the Doom update that has motion controls. But I would really... I, I think it's probably much better with the motion controls on. I've played first-person shooters with motion controls on my PC. And it's fantastic using the Steam controller. So I got really excited when I saw this headline, but the headline's kind of a non-starter. Uh, if you actually watch the um, the conversation, because it, it was from a, it was a clip from a Twitch uh, uh, broadcast, and somebody said, "Have you considered adding motion controls to the Switch?" And they said, "Well, that's a great suggestion. As a Switch owner, I really love motion controls in games like Splatoon and so on." Uh, but that's not something that we're working on right now, but maybe someday in the future. So I thought I read the headline and assumed, man, we're going to be getting motion controls, but it doesn't look like we are anytime soon. And that's just too bad because I think that I think that a lot of people are, are like me who would probably play Minecraft more if it had motion controls. <laughs> All right, what have I been playing since the last time that I recorded? I finally finished the Final Station, no pun intended. Uh, Final Station is this really interesting dystopian world where you are a train conductor and you are transporting people uh, between locations, between stations, if you will. And 
while you're transporting people between stations, um, you have to deal with managing their health, managing their hunger. You have to manage the different parts of the train to make sure that it's working okay. Um, you have to communicate with other people who are driving trains, not real people, but like, you know, in the game. And you have to craft stuff. And then you get to the station and you have to scavenge and find stuff and fight zombies and uh, get the stuff that you need for crafting and uh, then eventually find a code in order to unlock the blockers so that you can drive the train to the next station. It's a really, really cool gameplay loop. And I will say this, uh, and this is like a mini review. If you want to watch the full review, follow the link in the show notes over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash run, jump, stomp, and you can watch the full review. It's like 15 minutes long. I'm not going to talk that long on it uh, here, uh, but I will say this. They have absolutely succeeded in making a world that feels real, like a living, breathing place, and it's really, really bleak, like... I compare it to the Walking Dead TV show, extremely bleak place that I was so happy to be able to leave when I wanted to, but it was really, really fun, and I enjoyed playing it a whole bunch. I will tell you this, that it plays a lot better with the Pro Controller than it does with the Joy-Cons. It's playable with the Joy-Cons, but the Pro Controller is much better just because of the location of that other stick. Uh, so that's my recommendation to you guys. I recommend it as a game. It's really fun indie game. It's pretty short, not super long. I think probably took me five hours to beat it or something like that. Uh, and there's even DLC uh, where you... Uh, play a guy with a baseball bat and a like a muscle car uh, so that is the final station uh, I really had fun with it and if you want to know the full review just make sure that you click on the link in the show notes or go to my YouTube channel uh, speaking of my YouTube channel I also uh, re recently finished sorry I also recently finished uh, my NES archive video for Wild Gunman. Uh, so I'm going through all of the games that were released on the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America and making a video about every single one. And it's a long project. It's going to take me a while, but I just finished and released the Wild Gunman one. So make sure that you check that out as well. Two quick stories for the lightning round. The first one is that Kirby Star Allies for the Nintendo Switch has a demo available on the eShop right now so uh grab your switch start downloading it now i am not somebody who was excited at all for the new kirby game because i'm not really a fan of the kirby games not that i think they're bad they're just not for me but i love that nintendo put out a demo because i'm going to be downloading it and i hope that it convinces me to play i really do um that tells me that Nintendo is confident about what they have here. Uh, I always like it when companies put out a demo for a game. It shows that they that they believe that they've got a hit on their hands because they think that it's going to convince more people to play than it will convince them not to. So make sure that you check out that demo. Second story in the lightning round is that Amazon Spain listing uh, is suggesting that Mario Tennis Aces is going to be coming out in June. I don't know if it's true or not. I was actually hoping for it to be a little bit sooner, but I can live with June, and I am really looking forward to Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, that's something I'm probably going to pre-order at some point sometime soon. Come 
back here, you overgrown fussball? That's our Donkey Kong! Well, everyone, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know at one of the ways that I mentioned at the top of the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can go to runjumpstomp.com support. By the way, I just want to talk about the website for just a little bit. It's going to be switching over soon. Uh, nobody in the podcast will see anything different, but people who go to runjumpstomp.com right now, they see the old site. And the new site looks much better, I think. Uh, the new site has much better um, features. Anyway, uh, that's going to be switching over as soon as I have time to change the DNS server and all that stuff. So, uh, again, runjumpstomp.com for all of your Switchcraft needs. Um, but you can just follow the link to the new site, uh, which will uh, be updating as soon as I can get it to happen. Uh, anyway... I'm out of here. Make sure that you guys stop by uh, Tom Winter and Noteblock and uh, check out their music. Thank you to them for letting me use it on the show. I will see you guys on Saturday. Bye-bye. <laughs>